0: Alright, welcome to the podcast for Two Consoles Too Late. My name is Jackson Keebler. Uh, we're going to be talking about retro gaming, movies, media, and current events. It's going to be a lot of fun, so let's get started. Welcome to the cinematic Simeon episode of Two Consoles Too Late. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about Planet of the Apes. I'm not going to talk about the entire series and every movie that was made. Um, I'm just going to touch on uh, the origin stories of the series. So that includes the original from 1968, Planet of the Apes with Charlton Heston, uh, the Tim Burton reboot of Planet of the Apes with uh, Mark Wahlberg, and the next reboot, Rise of Planet of the Apes with James Franco. I'm going to do things a little out of order uh, when I talk about the three origin stories. I'm going to start with uh, Rise of Planet of the Apes. Um, uh, That was released in 2011. It got 7.6 stars on IMDb. Now, before I start, I just want to talk about this, uh, the Raiden system. I use IMDb, um, and there's also Rotten Tomatoes and I'm not sure what the standard of what a good re- movie review is, but I always go to IMDb, but um, it's always sort of paralleled with uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Um, when I look at movies on Xfinity, um, they use Rotten Tomatoes, but I always use IMDb. I would say that Rise is probably um, the best of the of the three origin stories. Um, I think it's the best, but it's, but for different reasons, and I'm not really going to go into those too much. The movie stars; uh, it's got a, it's got a really good cast. Uh, first off, uh, James Franco; he's been in a lot a lot of good movies. Um, John Lithgow; he uh, he plays uh, James Franco's father. He's a great actor, of course. He's been in so many things. It also has uh, Brian Cox. Um, if you don't know Brian Cox, he was uh, kind of the minor villain in the first two Born movies. Um, he was in X-Men and here's a factoid. If you didn't know it, he actually played Hannibal Lecter in Manhunter. So before there was Anthony Hopkins, there was Brian Cox and another big star. Uh, of course he, he's never seen, but, um, the voice acting of Caesar is done by Andy Serkis. Now, um, he is a huge voice actor. He's done roles like, um, well, he did Caesar, uh, Snoke uh, from Star Wars, the uh, 7, 8, and 9. And he was also the voice of Smeagol in Lord of the Rings. And he, uh, he is a great voice actor. So a quick synopsis on the plot of Rise. Uh, James Franco plays a scientist. Um, he's trying to develop a vaccine to cure Alzheimer's. Uh, his father has Alzheimer's, so it's kind of a personal thing with him. Um, they test it on uh, chimpanzees. Um, and the vaccine, it works on uh, on chimpanzees, apes, um, but it doesn't work on humans and it creates a a, a sort of virus. But the apes become, you know, hyper intelligent. And of course, the apes uh, revolt once they become self-aware and uh, they, they they head for the hills. Now, this is a big personal beef with me. Um, there's a great a uh, post credit sequence which really sort of leads into the next movie of uh, dawn i'm not going to say what you know what happens in the in the sequence but you have to watch the credits okay and this isn't just this movie i'm talking about movies in general nobody watches the credits of movies i mean given now with covid you don't really go to movie theaters but when you did go to movie theaters it's like all right movie's over i'm out of here And no one stayed for the credits Um, with streaming services like Netflix right now, you have these options to skip the credits, which I don't know why. This is just, it just bothers me. And especially with movies like the Avengers, there was a huge, huge like use of post-credit sequences. So you had to stay, watch the credits to see, you know, what's going to maybe happen next. But just in general, If you're going to watch a movie, please watch the credits. Um, The people that make these movies, I mean, they deserve credit. If I I worked on a movie, you know, I would, you know, just to see my name, just scroll. I think that would be awesome. But I'm going on a tangent here, but watch the credits of a movie. There's a lot of Easter eggs in uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes that really, really pay homage to the original film. First, there's a scene um, where Caesar, he's playing with this uh, 3D puzzle or like a model and the model is the Statue of Liberty, which of course kind of goes back to the ending of the original. There's a character named Dodge Landon and he plays this zookeeper who's really um, he's really mean and um, he mistreats the apes, Um, but the name Dodge Landon comes from the original. Um, The two other guys on the spaceship one uh, one's name was dodge and the other was named landon so that's how he got his name at the beginning of the movie they're um doing experiments on a on a chimp and they call him blue eyes and in the original uh they call uh, charlton heston um taylor uh they called him blue eyes so it kind of goes back to the original again but last but not least uh they reused the the iconic line from uh, Planet of the Apes, uh, take your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. And they did it in a way that you didn't really expect it to happen, but when it did, it was really cool. But now we're going to talk about the original, Planet of the Apes from 1968. Um, that movie got eight stars on IMDb. Uh, once again, I don't know what it got on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> but uh, if you don't know anything about Uh, This movie, um, I would say, and this is, I'm being judgmental right now, you live under a rock. Um, It is one of the best science fiction movies ever. You have to realize that Planet of the Apes, it started a franchise, and in that franchise, you had nine movies between 1968 and 2017. Also, there was a cartoon. Comic books. Uh, there was also a TV series. I mean, it's a huge franchise that I'm not sure if a lot of people know about it, and I just love it. Now, this I did not know um, until I, I started uh, doing the podcast. The movie Planet of the Apes was actually based on a book by a French author, and I don't speak French, and I'm sorry, I'm going to probably get this wrong. Uh, Pierre Boulet. Um, he wrote it in 1963. Um, and the original title is, uh, here we go again, I don't speak French, uh, La Planète des Sings, uh, which translated English, uh, that means Planet of the Apes, um, or Monkey Planet. The movie was uh, actually co-written by Rod Serling. Um, if you know Rod Serling, um, he was the creator, pretty much, of The Twilight Zone. Planet of the Apes, it never won an Academy Award, but uh, the makeup artist was John Chambers. And um, if that rings a bell, if you've ever seen the movie Argo, um, he plays a part in um, the actual real story of what happened. Um, He did get nominated, but he did not win. So the big star of Planet of the Apes, of course, is Charlton Heston. Uh, This was his first big breakout sci-fi role. Um, He later went on and did uh, Soylent Green. And that's another great sci-fi movie um he has another iconic line in that um i'm not going to spoil that one but if you haven't seen that one definitely check it check it out uh and a couple weeks ago i was talking about i am legend um he was the star in the omega man i'm not once again like i said i'm not going to talk about the movie itself and the plot but there are a lot of parts that kind of stood out for me okay first on the spaceship there's four people on this expedition there's taylor charlton heston uh, a character dodge character landon and a female passenger named stewart you later find out that she is kind of like the eve of the expedition so i guess the idea was when they got to a new planet they were going to repopulate it and um she was going to be i'd like the mistress or the concubine of, uh, these guys on this expedition, which I was, I thought that was really screwed up, but sadly Stuart dies. Um, you know, all right, that's a spoiler alert. I mean, it happens in the first five minutes, but, uh, she dies and it's just the three, uh, the three guys. So the spaceship ends up crashing and when it crashes, it crashes on a lake. So the three, uh, the three, guys have to get out of the spaceship and abandon ship and they have this inflatable raft. <laughs> so they get on the lake and they all get in the raft and the raft, like there's three, three guys in this raft and it clearly could not have carried four people. I it's like, well, what'd you think was going to happen? Like you had four people on an expedition you have a raft that can only hold three. Like I thought that was really weird <laughs> But unfortunately, Landon and Dodge, they get the uh the short end of the stick. Uh, Landon, um, he gets a lobotomy by the apes. And Dodge, um, he gets killed and ends up stuffed and put in a museum. <laughs> but the the I would say like the two greatest parts of uh, Planet of the Apes is the all-classic line. And I cannot do a Charlton Heston impression. I'm not even gonna try, but you know, the classic line. Take your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. And that's the first time, actually, um, that he speaks in front of the apes. And um, I I guess I I would hope that everyone would know that line, even if you haven't seen the movie. And, of course, there is the all-classic ending. Spoiler alert. He's on a horse. He's riding down the beach. And what is in front of him? The Statue of Liberty. He never left Earth. (laughs) That's the big reveal. Seen it for the first time and not knowing about that, that was kind of huge. But I love the imagery of the Statue of Liberty and how they did it. And another sci-fi movie that I love is uh, Oblivion uh, with Tom Cruise. And I think in that movie, they sort of kind of paid homage to Planet of the Apes, um, especially with the, uh, like, uh, the Empire State Building. And I'm always going to love Oblivion, but I think a lot of that came from Planet of the Apes. And last, uh, we're going to talk about Tim Burton's reboot in 2001 of Planet of the Apes. That movie got 5.2 stars. It is, of the three movies that I'm talking about, it is the worst. I tried to like it, um, but I just couldn't. I when it, when it came out, I think I saw it, and I, I hadn't seen it since. But since I started doing the podcast, I went back and, and watched it, and I... I just, it was really bad. I wish I had better descriptions of how bad it was. Um, The funny thing about that movie is, it was really set up to be a success. I mean, it had all the right ingredients. I mean, it had a great cast. You had Mark Wahlberg, you had Tim Roth, Helena Bonham Carter, Paul Giamatti, uh, Michael Clark Duncan, may he rest in peace. And David Warner, um, I was talking about Tron. Um, he was the villain in Tron. He's in this. And also uh, Chris Christopherson. I mean, such a great cast. And here's a, here's a spoiler alert. Charlton Heston, uh, he makes a cameo. And uh, he reprises uh, one of his lines from the original, Planet of the Apes. But such a great cast. And the movie had a great director, Tim Burton. I mean, how many... Mo- how many movies have has he done that are so good? I mean, Batman, one, two, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. There's so many that are so good. But this one was just not – it was a bomb. I mean, Tim Burton does fantasy, and he does it awesomely. And he's a very stylistic director – but he, I don't think he brought his style into this movie. Like I didn't watch the movie and think, Oh yeah, this is a Tim Burton movie. I just thought, you know, I'm just watching a piece of crap that anyone could have directed. And then along with Tim Burton uh, comes, you know, Danny Elfman, you know, boingo, boingo. I mean, he's done so many good soundtracks, especially for Tim Burton and the soundtrack wasn't, it was nothing exceptional. It was, it, you could kind of tell it was Danny Elfman, but on the whole, it just, it just, didn't work all right i'm splitting hairs here and that's the way i am but that's that's what i do the cinematography of of this movie it it wasn't good Uh, there was like too many close-ups and it was like the the camera work was like really jilty and it was kind of claustrophobic and it didn't feel once again like you're watching a tim burton movie i think the script was really poorly written And um, there's a lot of, like, really bad lines. um, And unfortunately, they're mostly uh, delivered by Paul uh, Paul Giamatti's character. Um, Here's a couple of the lines that kind of stood out that just were really bad. Um, Let's see here. Never send... Oh, here it is. Never send a monkey to do a man's job. Like, what a crap line. Here's another one. Time to explain evolution to the monkeys. What? (laughs) Like, Like... that, that, that's just dumb and then here's another one shut up and that goes for all species i mean that is just bad writing and the whole movie the the screenplays just wasn't good once again i'm splitting hairs here um i didn't like the costumes uh i didn't like the makeup i mean you know the makeup's good i mean they they look like apes but it all the apes were just kind of different. And it just, for me, it just didn't work. It was really plastic and it it just felt forced. And there's a lot of bad reuse of, of the iconic lines from the original. And they, they tried to put a twist on them and it just didn't work. And this movie, it just tried, I think way too hard to be good. And it just ended up bad. I, it could have been so much better given Given the director and the cast and everything, and and the budget, but it just it didn't work out and it bombed. Now I don't know if this is just me being me, but I noticed something um, throughout the the series of movies that I did watch. Um, there's a lot of names that are taken from Shakespeare, um, namely in Rise. Uh, the you know the the character Caesar is obviously from Julius Caesar. I mean they they explain that. And then in Tim Burton's reboot, uh, the spaceship or space station, uh, it's called the Oberon, which uh, was a character from Midsummer Night's Dream. And the monkey uh, at the beginning of that movie and later, not really a spoiler alert, but uh, his name is Pericles. And um, that play was uh, supposedly written by uh, William Shakespeare. I might go back and uh, watch the uh, next four in the original series. Um, all nine movies. I looked it up on my Xfinity um, to buy like the, the the complete set is like sixty dollars. Um, that's not a. I'm not going to make that investment, um, but I I would like to go back and just kind of see uh, the next four. Um, there's a couple that are okay, but they're all kind of really bad. I mean, the original, of course, is the best. But if I find the DVDs at like a yard sale, hell yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna pick those up. Um, just cause, you know, I'll watch them. I mean, you know, as long as the <laughs> as long as the DVDs are like two bucks or something, I'm you know, I'm not gonna break the bank on this series or anything. <laughs> but the reboot trilogy was really good. I mean, Rise, Dawn, and War. I thought that was a really really well done trilogy. Um, it got really good reviews and. um really high ratings. If you haven't seen them, definitely check those out. But on a funny ending, um, as I'm watching all these movies, this one thought crossed my mind, and I just thought it was really funny. In every movie, uh, there's horses. (laughs) And I just, the whole time I'm sitting here thinking, like, you know, the apes take over, but the horses haven't changed at all. I mean, they just survive, and they're just horses. (laughs) I don't know why that stuck out in my brain, but Way to go, horses. On the podcast, I like to keep things, you know, kind of light. And I try not to get political. But Planet of the Apes is good science fiction. And what good science fiction does, it puts a commentary on what is happening now. And going back to 1968 and even to the reboots, the, the, the themes uh, throughout the, the entire series... It really touches upon what is happening now. I mean, there's so many issues like slavery, racial injustice, nuclear war, animal rights, gun control, um, civil war, w- religious extremism. And um, especially in the in the reboot, you know, with COVID and everything, viral contagion. Um that is why this is such a great series because it's always always going to talk about these themes and when you watch these movies you can relate to it i mean even going back to 1968 that's what is great about the whole series of planet of the apes all right so a quick update um last week uh i did a fundraiser um it was for the Starlight Foundation at uh, starlight.org. Uh, they are a foundation that gives uh, uh, sick kids in hospitals uh, video games and uh, VR systems. Um, I had a goal of a hundred dollars, and with the help of a very generous private donation, um, I reached—I uh, almost reached my goal. I, I reached eighty dollars. Um, It was a great fundraiser, Um, I got to wear all my little geeky t-shirts, and I hope I can do it again soon. Um, It was good to raise money for a good cause. And I also just uh, acquired um, The Legend of Zelda Collector's Edition for GameCube, and uh, I started playing uh, Ocarina of Time. Um, I am not a Zelda guy. Just I, I... I like the first one and that's about it. Um I, I I tried to play that game. It's just it's not for me. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a Metroid guy through and through. But uh I gave it a try. Um putting a video on uh, YouTube of me like just completely ham fisting Zelda Ocarina of time. It's actually pretty funny. <laughs> um but if you have a chance, check that out. All right, this has been the podcast for Two Consoles Too Late. Uh, I've been your host, Jackson Keebler. Uh, Check me out on Facebook and YouTube at Two Consoles Too Late. And stay tuned for further episodes. Bye.